I love black babies. <laughs> They're adorable. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about we're going to fucking talk about it for a long time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a lot of tape left there, Luke. Sweet day. It is a beautiful day. I've got the sky on my feet now. Sweet day. It is a beautiful day. I've got the sky on my feet now. I would like to point out uh, <laughs> Nick had the choice of a bear's glass or a cub's glass. He did choose the Cubs glass. So to me, it's a glass. With a cub symbol on it. With a yeah, big cub symbol all over it. I'd have a swastika on it right it's now. I'd be drinking out of the beer. Oh, God, Luke's never going to talk to me again. <laughs> Allison's not our friend. We're not talking to her anymore. I grow into woo women. My turn. Me. No, daddy's too big for that slide. <laughs> daddy's too big for regular slides. Shut your face hole. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to You're Going to Get a Disease with Luke, Jonah, and Nick. Hey, buddies. Hey, guy. Dumb Jonah. Man, how you guys doing? I think we're. I can speak for both of us when I say that we're doing fantastic. <laughs> Wonderful, sir. So All right, so is this is this a good... Equivalent, an analogy of how you're feeling right now. The first time you had really good sex. Not the time you lost your virginity, but the first time you were like, I was a rock star. No. Not a good analogy? No. No, not the same? This is better? (laughs) (laughs) This is better? Well, I mean... This lasted longer. the (laughs) The first time I had really good sex, Jonah wasn't there. So, you well, as far as you know, I don't get to share it. I mean, he's didn't sit in the corner and watch. That's a thing that happened. All right, um, but not. No, I mean, I you know, how do you, you how do you, I don't compare it to anything. This is the this is something. This else. is um, I don't even think I can compare it to when we won state my junior year and. You know, we were ranked like second in the country, and there was a press conference after we beat Marist, and I was at a podium, and they were asking me questions. Like it was, yeah. but this is I bigger s- than that to you, it huh? Still didn't at the time. It was like, well, yeah, we won. Of course, we won. You know what I mean? It was like we were the best. Um, but this, I mean, this is something. You know, and a- Amy would put it into words and talk to me about it and be like, you know, I, it's just so impactful. To so many people, so many generations. Sure, um, the people that have that have been s- suffering through this, 
and I say suffering, and I got I got chastised for using the word you know suffering last year by some beat off Sox fan, um, you know because oh you know you you must have had a cake life he said, and I felt like going dude your mom does your laundry so shut up. Um, don't, don't bring the socks into this, right? <laughs> no, I'm just talking about just yourself. this. I'm talking about this guy. I use the word suffering <laughs> in the in the sense of you know when it's your team and you this is you know it's not the Bears, it's not the Bulls, it's not the Hawks. It's, they're fine. I root for them, but it's my team. I have no know? delusions about what the Cubs are. I mean, I I know I root for the White Sox. But I know that the Cubs are a worldwide team. I mean, they've been on WGN for a majority of their broadcast history. And w, yeah, WGN and, was a national. And it was a nationally tele. I mean, the team is so well known. I mean, I the only team that comes close is the Yankees as far as national recognition. I think you know, the Braves hit that for a yeah, while. Yeah, for return of broadcasting. Yeah, and and the, all the they were winners. young and they started getting good and they had all those pitchers. And I think that, oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> we have a little chef here. Um, yeah, okay. Um, and a little edit's cute. I, you know, and maybe Jonah can put it into words better than me, but it just was, I mean, I just was smiling. And I've watched the, all the videos that people post <laughs> and all that stuff, and there's one that just gets me. Um, and it's basically, a, you know, to good, and it always is, is it to good music? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it's not to good music, it's kind of like, okay. But there's one that I posted on my wall that I, you know, I found that it was to good music. And the thing that gets me was they showed the final out, you know, and the Cubs jumping around. And then they flash to the crowd outside of Wrigley Field. And the sign changes from 8-7 Cubs to Cubs win. And the crowd erupts. Mm-hmm. And the music just goes right along with And I start, I start tearing up. And I'm like, I can't. Joe, to make sure those numbers are going up, to yeah, be safe. Okay. Um, you know, I cried. I. Yeah, you're getting kind of a little misty right here. I um, I realize that feeling. I know it, how good it, that feeling it, is. It was. It's, it's it cool. was. I went from despair and shock and rage to absolute glee in about the course of an hour. So, I mean. I I didn't bring a lot for this episode because I knew this would probably dominate the conversation. But I mean, I'd like to I'd like to kind of go over Game Seven with you guys because I think I wrote, I wrote it right after the rain delay in the ninth inning before the Cubs actually won. I said this will go down as one of the greatest World Series games of all time. When they talk about great games, this is in the conversation. Sure, it's mm-hmm. it, I mean, for my lifetime, gotta be top three. You know, I mean, it's it had absolutely everything you could want. It was like a movie on the field. Sure. And I mean, this is somebody that just loves baseball. And I, I got to tell you, I watched the game in uh, Paris, Las Vegas, on top of a roof in Beer Park, equal Cubs and Indians fans, which kind of blew my mind. And you, I mean, just the tension in the air as everything started to shift was just amazing. You could feel the energy in the room. Like, no matter how this goes down, everybody knows what they're witnessing right now. This was an incredible ball game. So, I mean, I just, you know, how did you guys feel? I think about five to one. Mm -hmm. And then the shitstorm happens. And I want to talk to you about one other thing, a text, a certain text you got in the middle of that shitstorm. 
but I mean, any any thoughts about your range of emotions at that particular moment where um, it looked like a sure thing and then not as much, <laughs> <laughs> not as much. Mona, do you got anything? I mean, the emo- oh, well, I mean, when I when I'm watching the game, I'm I'm always kind of just like stuck in one spot. Like my emotions are all inside. Like I. Where were you guys? We were, just, we're at Luke's house. Yeah. So you were watching he, together. He had messaged yeah. me and said, where are we watching the game? I said, I'm staying home um, because every game I've left for, they've lost. Which the first inning I'm, I watched and listened to in the car on the way there because Aaron got home from work. We got in the car and went straight there. And that was the beginning of the game with the home run and everything. For some reason, I thought you wanted to watch it alone and just be one with the team and not have anybody around. But you actually guys got well, I gotta have. I can't be around people that, that – don't get it. That'll say, oh man, they got this in the bag. We, we watched game. We watched <laughs> game four over at Amy's brother's, and there was some numb nuts that was over there. Some guy who was like talking about the Cubs and the Indians. Was it your brother? And he didn't know. No, <laughs> he knows he doesn't understand at all. Like he doesn't. But this guy was saying like these ridiculous statements about players that. Obviously, he had no idea what he was talking about, and I was just getting annoyed because they were losing, and I'm sitting here listening to this guy. He goes, Andrew Miller's pitched 50 scoreless innings in a row, and I'm like, the Cubs scored off of him last game. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I would like to point out, uh, Nick had the choice of a Bears glass or a Cubs glass. He did choose the Cubs glass. So to me, it's a glass. With a cub symbol, on with it. a big yeah. cub symbol all over. I have a swastika on it right it's now. I'd be drinking out of the beer. The beer, <laughs> the glass has no effect on my alcohol. I, I drink out. Just of point a, out, you're already Bay glass. you're starting like, to turn. It's okay. Um, yeah. So we watched it. He, oh, somebody he, asked Jonah me that. Said he'd like, come mm. over. And <laughs> he said he was going to be late, and he brought you know, and he he was bringing wings, and I knew once the game started, I was going to struggle to eat. Um, so I ate a little, but <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, where it sh- I mean, it went from, you know, tense. We got a little lead, and we kept they kept ex- you know, run here, run here, yeah, run I here. Think we got mm-hmm. five one of them, and I'm sitting there going, beautiful. And I started to count the outs, and uh, uh, you know, they they gave up the two runs, and I went, okay, it's fine. We're still up two, okay. Then Ross hits a home run off Miller. I mean, the beautiful thing is they they kicked the shit out of Kluber. They yeah. they knocked, knocked Miller out of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it didn't. It wasn't like we we just got Miller and and they took him out when his time was no. We not, I mean, we knocked them both out. Um, but I did not agree with the decisions. Any of the pitching decisions from both both sides. No, just I don't really care what they do. But yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I they pulled Hendricks out too early. Um, he they gave they gave a walk. Well, he gave a walk that should have been a strikeout. Yeah, it was he a, had, like, it a was, perfect pitch. It wasn't even it, a, a it wasn't even on the edge. It was like right down the middle of the plate, and he called it a ball. They showed it, and they're like, "I, I don't know what's wrong with that pitch." It was like perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so he pulls him out, and I'm like, "Damn it!" You know, and he says, "I'm not going to." And I, I think I had said to Jonah, "What bothers me is not as much as Joe's decisions as his." He says what he's going to do, and then goes the other way. Like, mm-hmm. He says, "I won't bring Lester in in an, in a dirty inning." Yeah, and he brings Lester in in a dirty inning. So uh, I brought in Lester too early, and Lester was pitching great. And then he pulls Lester. And instead of going to Montgomery or Grimm to get one out, even if they're just going to get one out, I didn't want to go with Chapman more than one inning. But even if you're just going to get one out, you know, go get – put one of these guys in. Let them do their job. Um, He didn't. He brought in 
Chapman in a dirty inning, which Chapman is not comfortable with. And he had, nope. you know, the dude had thrown like 80 pitches in two days. Um, and, you know, but I trusted the guy. I've trusted the guy all year. He's a brilliant manager. Um, and the the emotional swing. Oh, yeah. When, when that dude hit that home run. Well, let's let's um, let's rewind a second because this is this is what I wanted to insert because I'm watching this the exact same time you guys are. And Jonah, feel free to chime in on any of this stuff. Oh yeah, don't worry. I'm Thanks. sitting next. I mean, a, a group of twelve people. We're all drinking beer and have a good time. And I was like, you know, it'd be funny right now. I'm like, Allison, go text Luke and just ask how things are. And so she texts you, mm-hmm. and she texts you, how are things? So how are things? It's something we joke about all the time so how are things when like something bad's about to happen or blah 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 mm-hmm. and the second she texted you that i think the very next play was the missed on the field uh, uh shortstop uh russell dead infield single yeah yeah and that was the very next play and so That's i look over made him pull lester i look over at allison i'm like man you fucked up the game for luke oh man and she goes oh do you think i did something wrong i'm like oh yeah everything's going downhill now i mean Four outs, everything's going to collapse. And so, sure enough, after I say that, everything just starts going south. Mm. And she goes, oh, God, Luke's never going to talk to me again. (laughs) (laughs) Allison's not our friend. We're not talking to her anymore. (laughs) She has chosen to. She was on the edge of her seat. And she just kept saying, if the Cubs don't win, Luke's never going to talk to me again because of that text. Because you responded. You were like, okay, or something like that. I said, so I think you I said, know, fine. How are you? Yeah, fine. How are you? So <laughs> exactly. she knew that you were watching the game. You actually got her. She she got your attention just for that instant, and then shit started going south. And I just kept egging it on, like, oh my god. No, I was I was you. getting I was getting. Um... <laughs> like I said, I, I when I'm watching the games, when I start to get, I thought you would up, never sit, be looking at your phone. I sit pretty when, quietly and just kind of hold it in. Luke, as soon as it starts happening, is very vocal. Luke's a very fun to watch with games with because he gets very vocal. He's got lots. Oh, of Oh, you were yelling at the screen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he was well, actually he was being good, and I feel bad for him for this because because Emmy was there, so I feel like he was actually holding back some of the stuff he really wanted to say. I know no, things I'm were silent. going well for us. Things were going well for us, and I I had nothing to. I was you know I was excited, but I didn't. I wanted to temper my excitement because it's a long game. And as we all know, we've seen the Cubs. I mean, you guys are probably too young to have watched 84, but I watched 84. I don't remember 84. I watched the collapse. Or the 86 I couldn't believe it. Like, this was, I'm watching the Cubs. I'm like, they're great. The Padres are terrible. We'll beat them. And they collapsed. You know, an error and a home run. And I just was like, how could this have happened? You know? (laughs) Um, You know, 03, I watched it. And I, I, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, So I tempered my excitement um go back to game one of the nlcs um when it was tied 4-4 and the dodgers had just tied it up and then montero comes to the plate with the bases loaded and hits a grand slam and i lost it jumped up (laughs) screaming scared the hell out of of little edit uh to the point that aaron had to explain no he's not mad he's happy okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so go to fast forward now we're watching and Chapman gives up the two run homer the two run homer and I 
I'm trying to remember at what point I, I Jonah, your face says it all right. Literally. I jumped up at one point. I You're think angry it was now. It was, no, no, it was no, after no, a single, the single that followed. I jumped up and I screamed, "Get him out!" And I don't think I could have said it with any more rage or emotion. Or it was, I was so angry, <laughs> and I wasn't angry. It wasn't like I was like mad at like. You guys just get away from me. I was mad at the Cubs, at Madden, at history, at everything. And I scream, get him out. And I scream it a second time. And sort of breaks. I guess what breaks it is Amelia starts going, get him out. Get him out. Get him out. Like that. And I said, yes, Amelia, get him out. And he calmed you down. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, nice. so, um, you know, I calmed myself. I said, the game's still tied. We can do this. Um, and these guys, you know, they, the rain delay, they didn't know how long it was going to be. We figured like an hour, you know, they showed the radar. Yeah. yeah. So these guys were like, well, we got to go. Um, so they took off. And in the meantime, Amy's leaving Derby. And she says, should I come home? So you're all by yourself now? Yeah. And you're listening to this in the car. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear God. And I said, yeah, you can come home. It was home. nice to have listen to Pat Hughes call some of the game. Yeah, yeah. that would have been sweet. I did get to listen to it later. They replayed it. The whole seventh or nine, tenth, whatever. Sorry. So Luke's by himself. So I... I Alone um, with rage. <laughs> you know, it, at this point it was... It was I it's the depth of the prayer that I said was uh, <laughs> there was it was it was genuine and it was it was it was I swear I won't masturbate two to three times. No, a day. there was no bargaining. It Once wasn't bargaining. Or twice. A I day wasn't bargaining. Times. I with with sincere honesty just said, please, just yeah, give us this. I mean, this is I can't I can't handle a collapse, and because I started and it's weird because I started thinking like. Fuck! If they lose, I have to go through another 162 games, wondering. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it just it you you do. And I'm like, I I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to sit through another season wondering what should have and could have and might have happened. I, I just kept thinking, if they lose, I I would have felt bad picking on you guys. I know other guys would have been like, huh, how about them Cubs or something? I would have yeah. genuinely felt bad. That, that, that would be the meanest thing I could say to you. I could say something about your parents <laughs> for, sooner. But I'm like, hey, how about that Cub collapse? And you guys would be like, come on, man. It's a little no, too far. There was a, no, there was a point where I started to think about all the bullshit that we would have to listen to. <laughs> From <they> Erica. <laughs> and I had, compa- I had... I had prepared my retort in my mind, and <laughs> I should have said this. No, Shut no, no. Up, Becky. I said I. I, I that would have been I, sweet. I listed about three people. I'm like, these are the three people that are going to say something to me, and I basically had a rip for each one. And I know, you know, like there was a point where uh, when the Cubs were, lost Game Three to in the NLCS, or no, to the Giants when they were losing to the Giants, and um, this guy who I know. Had, he's a Cub fan, but he had posted, well, I wait till next year, I guess. And she liked it. And then he, when they came back and won, and he put, oh, I guess wait till this year or something. And I said, yeah, Eric, I think you're a Cub hater like him. 
or like her. Yeah. <laughs> you put him or her. Um, and because she was, I mean, she was like, you know, she was each year, each team, she put the symbol up like, you know, and I'm like, that's just so pathetic. I you would actually going... root for your division rival. No, like, no. I would never root for the Cardinals over the White Sox. I probably just wouldn't watch the series. Yeah, I, well, I I have to. I love to watch the World Series. I watched the KC World Series last year. I mean, I like baseball that much. I I love the playoffs. So. Yeah, I mean, I but I mean, I wouldn't. But Nick, I wouldn't you're the opposite. Root. Nick, you always root for your division, right? I was I well, I wasn't actively rooting for the Indians. I mean, I said that before we they even got to the series. But I mean, like yeah, but again, I was the Sox for, aren't, and then you're vote, you're you usually root for whoever's. Yes, I would root for KC. I root for I I can't stand. I'm saying this. I'd root for the Twins if they made it to. The, oh. You hate the Yankees. I hate the Yankees. Would you root for them over the Cubs, or would you root for the Cubs? No, if I if put in that position, I'd go for the Cubs. I okay, wouldn't actively. I, mean, I wouldn't be shouting from the hilltops. I would go Cubs. I'd be like right, nodding probably, yeah. gently. Yeah, you like, wouldn't wear their shirt, but no, no. no okay, no. well, she. This is someone who would just like wear the opposition shirt. <laughs> and I prepared my retort, and I'll probably tell you. You off are the, the librarian of shame, so you'd be like, "Oh yeah, well, your uncle's in jail." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've already been privy to what my because I was. It would have been. Think of the worst possible thing that Savage I could... Savage is the kid's say. Think of the worst possible thing that I could say. Ooh. And then multiply it by 10, <laughs> and it would have been a throat rip. Um, so I that was a thought in my head. I'm like, I'm going to have to put up with this bullshit. You know what I mean? Oh. Listening. It's bad enough when you're in pain, you know, and you're you're pained by this this loss, and then you have someone then... You know, <laughs> you know, like a little kid. Well, let's talk about almost losing because the bottom of the ninth, if I'm not mistaken, there was a ball hit to uh, what a left field or right field. It was 20 feet away from being a home run. And that game was almost over. The Indians almost walked right off the field. It was a fly ball to Zobris. I it thought wasn't... it was. I thought it was to the right. It went out 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 uh, into the stands. Oh, he hit a foul. No, it wasn't. It was about twenty. Run. I thought it was about twenty feet away. Yeah, it, and it was about. about I mean, fifty it, feet foul. I mean, th- that kind of power. I mean, were you were you terrified that that was going to happen? Just one swing and game's over. And well, you, I was yeah. worried that that's going to happen because that's all it takes at that point. Is but you, did you have any confidence on your team? Like, yeah. no, they're going to pull out of this. Or was it just like this is it? They're, they're going down in flames. Once we got through Chapman, because he pitched Chapman through the ninth, and I couldn't believe it. Um and I knew he didn't have it, and I'm like, I don't think. At <laughs> what point? I, I'm trying to think. At what point I kind of turned. I mean, pr- honestly, probably when Zobris came to the plate mm-hmm. in the tenth, uh, when when Almora tagged up, and then they walked, they walked Rizzo, and I kind of went. This could still Zobrist happen. Zobrist is a yeah. freaking gamer. All right. I'm like, he's, if he gets a hit, Elmore will score. So, do you guys know anybody that just bail on the team? Like, seriously, it's been it's been happening constantly on Facebook when you see your Cub friends on you know social media posting shit. Well, they're gonna screw it up again. Or I haven't seen Chad on Facebook. The only one I ever is, saw anything from was Chad, and that was just him. At first, it was him being upset, and then he got confident again, and then they started doing poorly when he was confident. So then he was just jokingly. Being being um, optimistic, okay. because I've seen a lot of like, well, this is this is shitty, or this is not going to happen, or I mean, I could probably pull up my phone and show you. Yeah, guys, he, but I mean, the, like people after, were, people seem to be bailing on the team fairly quickly when that home run went off. And oh, really? 
not bailing's probably not, right not the right word. Bailing's not the right word. It was distraught. This is this is just like last time. I think maybe that's what they felt. So. Well, probably. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I, I don't. I don't know anybody who bailed. Uh, I, I. You know, there were a lot of people that were couldn't believe what they just watched. I mean, I of, couldn't believe it. You got a guy who hasn't hit a home run in two months. <laughs> has like he had like nine homers all year, and he hits a home run off Chapman. Off of Chapman, mm-hmm. yeah. On a on a hundred mile an hour fastball that was down and in. It was a crazy game. So. All right, let's fast forward to the win, man. What did you guys do right afterwards, Jonah? You haven't you haven't said a lot. You're kind of just afterwards. There. Yeah, you just, look excited. I, well, yeah. I, I cried like a bitch. I, I smiled. I cried <laughs> like a biatch. Like Aaron a gave me a big hug. Aaron looks at you and like pussy. I opened my bottle of wine and drank it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> drank or slammed? Let's be. Honest. Well, you no. the glass well, actually, out? I started drinking. We had a lot, of, had, high, we had a high, lot of highlights to watch. I, I had one <laughs> glass, and then I I went to go to Dick's to try to get um, a hat and a shirt. That very night? Yeah, they were open. They were yeah, open. They, they opened. opened. Yeah, after the game, and I stayed there for a little while waiting. Um, and I, I it probably like half an hour I was in line, and I got closer to the door, and somebody came out and said they were out of hats. They had plenty of shirts, but they were out of hats, and I didn't want to get just get one. And I wanted to get back home. I didn't want to wait another half hour or forty-five minutes. Whatever. Sure, that's hardcore. You were there just that to get night. a shirt. So I went. I came back home after that. At that point, and finished the bottle of wine and watched all the highlights and stuff. No phone calls to each other. We texted. Okay, yeah, that's text. right. Um My phone lit up. Oh sure. You know, and yeah. I, I had like I had like Joe in California was like had, had said to me at one point. He's like, "This is one of the best games I've ever seen." Yeah, during the, the game, only one. that was an incredible. And game. Uh, he had texted Amy after they won to get a video of me crying. Uh, <laughs> no, that's like old Yeller, man. You can cry during that. You can cry oh, during the World Series. No old Yeller, I got no shame. It's, and when your father, you it's know. been a week of tears. Uh, Every I, time I hear on the radio World Series champion Chicago Cubs, I still get a big smile and I get a little tear in my eye. Yeah. Every time I hear it, I I jumped up. I because I was on one knee when they when he when they scored that run. He walked him. I went down to a knee like I just like somebody gut punched me, and I went, oh, "Here we go, God, it can't be easy," you know. And I, like Joe would said, that was one of the best games I've ever seen. I'm like, I could have done without the fucking drama. Okay, <laughs> looking I, back, I'm I, glad I was actually they were hoping down. for the drama. To be honest with, I honestly looking was like, back, man, I'm I hope like, the Indians tighten this up. I want Jonah and Luke to suffer a I'm little. Glad they were, I'm glad they were down three one and came back. I'm glad the Indians tied it up because it was just such Makes a memorable a series. Much more better, right? Yeah. I don't know. I would have liked to maybe tried it without that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I would have liked to maybe win <laughs> win six to three and just call it a night. Yeah. Okay. You see the White Sox, they just did it in four. They made it easy for us. Yeah. Oh, what do you know? They swept them. Oh, yeah, Bears. Um, I did laugh at the at I and this was funny as I saw. I want to say at least three people posting and complaining that no one remembered it was the eleven year anniversary of the White Sox. That like it was in between game six and seven, and I'm like, seriously, it's not it was like October twenty sixth. I'm like, it's 2005, not two thousand five. I'm like, it's not, it's not like the twenty year anniversary. It's not the. T- it, I'm like, yeah, we, we, we got to st- hang on, hang on, Cub fan. Look, I'm not disagreeing. Let's with take you. this I'm moment to acknowledge the White, the White Sox. Sox. Like, I, there was like three people that posted that. I'm like, really? I posted it last year because it was the tenth anniversary. I was like, yeah. I, I, like ten, yeah. I, I get it, a, a, but it was like they were mad. They're like, no one, no one acknowledges that. We know. Jesus, well, they're all upset about the ESPN thing. Still, I mean, I would have been upset. And that's all they said. I, I didn't watch the clip. I was like, I, I'm not. I, you know what? There's enough shit to get mad at. I didn't care. 
It's like, okay, you know what? This will be not memorable ever. No one's going to talk about the ESPN clip 10 years from I think now. I think like, hey. twice. You know, so. ESPN did it twice. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, one time you messed up. You do it twice. It's like, all right, come on. I like this stat. The, the last two Grand Slams in the World Series are now the White Sox and the Cubs. I thought that was pretty sweet. You know, two Chicago teams mm-hmm. right there. So, I mean, I... I, you guys got any words, final words on this? I mean, this is this is something you're taught you'll never see. It's I will. Like, it's I like, will tell you this. This will not be our final words. You think? This. You think? You think it's gonna? As, man, a lot of Chicago teams say that, <laughs> and you get the one, and we don't have a Michael Jordan. I'm but, not talking about that. I'm just talking about we're gonna fucking talk about it for a long time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a lot of tape left there, Luke. It, no, I mean, it means like next time we get together and the time after that and the time after that. Oh, sure. We're still going to be talking about the it. The pressure. You guys get a whole year as World Series champions no matter what. And I expect you to gloat about it and have fun because 100, 108 years in the making. I mean, come on. That's that's ridiculous. So. I don't. I don't. I, I am now anticipating what it's going to feel like, assuming that they go to the playoffs next year unless they have some epic collapse. Um the White Sox lost it by a game in 06. Like, we were going to go back to it. And our team on paper was better than the 05 team. So, you, you always – I was pointing, like, you always have to pretend like it's the last time you'll get there. Yeah. And I'm glad it's and managed And I'm not taking a dig at the White Sox, but the White Sox team wasn't nearly as good as this Cub team. No, they weren't. On Lightning paper in a bottle, or otherwise, I'd still I mean, take this, my team versus yours in the World Series history. They're stacked. Take a coach. Um, so it's not like they came back the next year and went, this White Sox team is stacked. The White Sox hit lightning in a bottle, and they were a good team that got hot at the perfect time. No, I wouldn't compare these two teams. The Cubs had a better team. Um, so I would assume that if the Cubs don't make the playoffs next year, I'm it a is something guy. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious what kind of then pressure I will – this is a whole different kind of, It'll. I will still be into it, still be rooting, still be going hard this, for it. But there's not that, oh, my God – Please don't do this to us. You know. Well, this is this was my next point. Is and Aaron's here, and she's a Sox fan. God has proven he's a Cub fan. In 05, <laughs> after the the win happened, it seemed like a weight got taken off because, again, as a White Sox fan back then, you were also trained that your Chicago team is never going to win shit, and you're just going to have to roll with the punches if you want to root for this shitty team. And it happens, and you go, I can't believe that just happened. And you're just, like, shocked that it happened. So after that point, it's like, it's cool, man. If they make the playoffs, you're so happy and you're great. But it it doesn't seem – you don't get that uh, as emotional if they lose because you got to see it in your lifetime. Like, yeah. that magic happened once. And I think that's going to happen to you guys. I mean, you'll still be emotionally invested in the team. You're still going to watch the games. But you know you saw the moment that everything changed for your team. I mean, you could win another – Three, four championships if this team stays together. I mean, it, it has the it has the potential. I'm just happy that they're built to compete each year. Sure, we mm-hmm. got our our championship. I'm hoping they win freaking ten more. But <laughs> uh, you want to see them going on like a Boston Red Sox run because I mean, I, I just like want to I want to see them I want to see them going on a Chicago Cubs run. Okay, <laughs> and win ten more in a row and have the world hate us <laughs> and love it. And so, uh, now you're just losers. I mean, I mean, I mean, love. But I just, sorry, I, I don't, mixed up. I don't, I don't. Uh, I still, I, I, but there's, there's that, that you're right. There's a weight that's taken off. But 
there's absolutely no way that I will accept a loss any better. I really? still get angry. It's my team, Oh, you still man. get angry. I just think it's, it's it my fades team. away. It it's fades my, away. No, it's my team. It's my <laughs> team. It's always been my team. I, I love them more than the Bears, more than the Hawks, more than the Bulls. Um, yeah, I think the Sox are my favorite team. That's for sure. I had a big Bulls run. I'm still a big Bulls fan, too. But I couldn't give a shit what happens to the Bulls. I know. You guys are the only ones. I love the Bulls. Um, so, uh, besides that, man, I mean, any any closing <laughs> thoughts on the, the Cubs? Besides, you know, what will probably be brought up for the next year, at least. I'm sorry. You, you didn't say their name correctly. The Cubs? Yeah. They're actually, they changed their name to the World Championship. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, you know. You know, I was actually confused. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Uh, they're still that wait they changed their name uh, what you know and i'm happy i'm I, you know i didn't care that they were on saturday night live um i, I didn't see the I sketch actually, i heard it was i actually saw funny. it it wasn't funny it, it was kind of stupid well people posted it was funny no it wasn't because it was, or was it was it just because the it, cubs were there it was just the cubs were you know they did <laughs> they played strippers at first and then they they were like a, a barbershop quartet with bill murray singing go cubs go um, I just I came home and insert Amy that god awful song here. Oh, I hate that song. Um, so bad. I'm happy that Amy is is emotionally invested. You created a Cubs fan. I did. I yeah. did. And she is not just like oh ha ha Cubs are winning. You know it. Oh, <laughs> I think you. I think you're describing <laughs> some. Whose voice are you? No, I mean she actually <laughs> is. She knows the players. She has her favorite players. She watches it when I'm not around. She listens to it on the way home from Derby. And, you know, she's like, I love 670. I love Pat Hughes. And, yeah. Um, she's, you know, and she's, she, the other night we were watching when they won game six. I, oh, no, it was beginning of game seven. I can't believe I had, we haven't seen each other. Since I had all this paused shit the TV for like 20 seconds. So she's up there when Fowler hit that home run to lead off the game. Roaring like yes, <laughs> and I'm like what 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 what, and I forgot I paused the TV, and then I see it and I'm like, you know, man, Jonah Jonah, you didn't say anything else, anything else, what do Schwarber. You <laughs> I don't want to take away your moment. I mean, this is pretty cool. It's, yeah. you know, I'm I'm just I'm still really excited about it, just basking in it. I love it. It's great. And you have a I, uh, podcast, which means you can listen I, to this over and I over got to and school, over again for the rest um, of your lives. The next day, and the first six teachers that saw me were like, oh, I'm surprised you're here. I didn't expect you to be here today. And then the next day, the parade, I come in like, what, what are you doing here? Nobody thought you would be here today. <laughs> there was a meme going around that said, Chicago Cub fans be like, and there was a picture of Homer playing hooky from the nuclear power plant. There's like a bucket and a shirt. And two eyeballs painted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I don't know if you guys want to get into this now, but the, today's show's a little bit bittersweet with some bad news that came around. I mean, yeah. You start, I wanted to start talking about the fun stuff, but I mean, this, it kind of goes hand in hand with the Cubs winning because he was there. I saw he the went to the, the stadium. He went he to the stadium really, the night yeah. of Wednesday. Uh, we have a professor named Chet Kondratowicz. We've parodied him on the show mm -hmm. we've done his voice luke you're an asshole luke. what an <laughs> asshole luke is um he uh passed away of a heart attack earlier uh saturday morning i think it was last night was it saturday morning was it yesterday morning i'm i'm not really positive of the date but uh 
we've mentioned him on the show a couple times. He was a teacher to Jonah. Um, mm-hmm. no. I don't know if he ever directed Luke. He uh, never directed. The first show I ever worked on, he was the director. Really? Wow. And uh, he was just kind of like this weird old wise man to me, like a mentor that I talked to. I went to his office several times and just chit-chatted with him for no reason other than just to talk to Chet. And it's yeah. funny. I've and- heard and seen that word so many times. What? Mentor. Everybody has anything to say about him. Like. So many people just. There's the reason you a say a word that he he deserved the title. He deserved that title. Yeah. I mean, I put him and and Keith White in in the same status of people I'll always respect from Lewis University. Sure. Um, two people that it was no problem talking to about anything, mm-hmm. let alone theater or even art, and they were both involved in the um, in in so many things that I did at Lewis University, even though I was never part of the program. And, uh, you know, it's it's like a gut punch, like at the same time, because the last time I saw him, uh, God, I mean, chit chatted, had a drink, uh, talked about old times. He was mentioning stupid shit that I did, you know, Mm -hmm. and the the fact that he retained that memory of me after having so many students. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, it I'm swelling up right now. Just thinking of welling up. I don't know the words, but welling up. You're not you're not getting a bruise. Yeah. (laughs) Well, your eyes might be yeah. swelling from all of the um, tears. Either way, it's yeah, it's sad, and and yeah, I don't want to bring down the room because well, of, I think it's worth talking about it for sure. I mean, you know, like Jonah said, you, you, the mentor, and it wasn't just theater stuff. Like you said, it was life. Yeah. Um, you know, my earliest memory was him coming out when I started back at Lewis. I didn't know anybody, mm-hmm. and I had a, always had a break between classes. <clears throat> And I would go sit in the theater because that's the only place I knew. Um, and he would come out and he would look at me. And he told me later, he goes, I thought I thought you were weird. <laughs> and But he would come out and say hello to <laughs> at me. At least he got weird. I got crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, and I worked on my first show. And I this is my first experience with the guy, you know, for any extended period of time. And I did props. And it, it was for Bye Bye Birdie and Chet. Was a he was rough. It was a, it was a tough prop show, um, and I had to make eggs every day. And he there was a point in the beginning of the show where, um, he, I had to go. I had to go find an old pill holder, like a metal pill holder. Sure. Um, and he takes an aspirin, and I just threw like a Tylenol in there that had it was like half red, half yellow, or something, and. So He's, far, I'm not seeing any problems. <laughs> and Chet goes, he goes, that pill needs to be white. I go, no, it doesn't. I go, he just, he puts it in his hand and goes like this. He goes, you're not even taking it. I go, and he goes, fine. We'll test it out tonight. And he goes, and he starts walking away, and he stops and turns around. his backstage, and he turns to me, and he goes, but if I see the red net pill, your ass is grass. <laughs> <laughs> And I look around and I'm like, nobody was here to hear that. Nobody was here to hear that. And I would tell people this story and people would go up to chat and say, tell me my ass is grass. Tell me my. And he'd go, no, I never I never said that. Luke's lying. Luke's lying. Why do you make up these stories? And, you know, he's got the, you know, that little smirk he would have. Yeah. So the, like two, three years later, it was my birthday. <laughs> And he, we're at like a party out on the patio after one of the shows, and uh, 
he's walking to his car. He's leaving, and he goes, Luke, come with me. I have to tell you something. And so I walk up, and I catch up to him right at he, while he's at his car, and he turns around to me, and he goes, your fucking ass is grass. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, there's nobody here. <laughs> and I, you know, and I tried to. Yeah. So I, I tried to explain it to Amy today what he was all. Because I, I have no problem admitting when I found out last night I was upset and I got home and I started talking to Amy about it. And I started crying. A lot. It wasn't like I swelled up. I cried. <laughs> I was I had tears running down my face, and I was trying to explain to her. And I didn't, I, I, I didn't I, process it till the morning. I I, I told you, and I and I I told her. I said, you know, he was eccentric and quirky and funny and dry, and I said he was the one that got me to turn my little 10-minute show into a full-length play and talk to me on the phone, and I'm not exaggerating, every day Mm -hmm. about what next. We're producing the show. Here's what you need to do next. Here's what you need to do next. And he always called me asshole. (laughs) And so we would end these phone conversations, and he'd go, okay, now the next thing you need to do is this and this and this. And i say, okay, anything else? And there'd be a pause, and he'd always go, you're an asshole like that. <laughs> I said, okay. And every day and the impact, you know, you don't, sometimes you don't think about the impact that someone made on your life, but I genuinely loved the man. He was a good dude, man. He went up to me, um, during my art show, uh, for Lewis university art majors, you actually have to put together a final, um, show with all your work and i drew this big uh dork county poster with just about all my friends and family and the characters and miscellaneous things on top of it It still hangs in my house to this day and i drew chet drinking a martini on the uh the picture and i took a picture of him pointing to his face and, and the caricature and he comes up to me he goes you're not a very good theater person you should keep drawing. <laughs> <laughs> and I started laughing, and he's like, no, you really need to keep drawing. <laughs> at, at the time, I, you know, obviously he's making a joke, but I, uh, he, he just mentioned how much he liked the stuff, and he said, I never actually looked at your stuff before he goes, because it's always in the other department. It's not because he didn't care. And mm-hmm. when he mentioned it to me, I'm like, dude, thank you. You know, it was really, really cool. So, you know, the moments like that, just those tiny things that you take, uh, you you did a bit, and we named an episode after it called Living Wake. And, you know, the more and more I think about that bit, I mean, the more and more I just keep thinking, we have to tell people how much we care about them when they're still here. And I wish I had a chance to just have one more chat with them. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, welling up, yeah. as you could say, dude. So I mean, it was an honor to have him. You know, when he came down, when when Lap 41 did my play, he came down and saw it. And you know, we all know how tough it was to get Chet out of the city once he moved up there. Um, Came down, couldn't couldn't go to our reception, but came down for my wedding Mm -hmm. to freaking Plainfield. (laughs) 
for the for the ceremony. And I remember I remember seeing him, and I'm like, I can't believe you came. I so I I don't I appreciate it. It's an honor that you're here. And he goes, oh, oh, oh stop it, you know. <laughs> And I just, We're not exaggerating his voice either, people. I mean, this is what the dude sounded like. He just yeah. had this. Um, mm. My dad loved. My dad liked Chet. Being a you know being faculty there, Chet helped him with something, and he was like, "Oh, I know Chet. He's a nice guy. Nice yeah. guy, Chet." Uh, you know, and I, you know, I mean, I'm sure we could sit and tell, we could tell you, stories about Chet for. I, I got a I got a quick hours. story uh, with me and Jonah. <laughs> All right, so. I, I wrote this today that me and Jonah had actively pursued Chet to sing uh, every preview party. Every preview party. Every preview party because we'd heard all these stories of Chet singing. And, and uh, Normally Chet doesn't sing. He just looks at you. And even when he knows the song, he just looks at you and says, tell me the words. Feed me feed the me words. Feed me. Feed me. Feed who, me knows the words. The, who knows the words to the rose? You've got to feed me the words. You're not doing it quick enough. I can't sing along. <laughs> so... Uh, he ended up doing it one night, but this is way before that. I think it was like sophomore year at Lewis. And me and Jonah actually both own a copy of this Moxie Fruvis Live Noise album. Uh, and it's Moxie Fruvis is a Canadian folk band, which few people know, but there's, you know, all these songs that us Sigma Deltas from Lewis University really enjoy. But one of the tracks on there is a cover song of the song I Gotta Get a Message to You. Um, and so, Chet! Chet, we want you to sing. Chet, come on. We hear all these things. We want you to sing. And he goes, I'll sing if you sing first. So Brendan actually was with us for this, and we sing the Moxie Fruva song, Acapella, I've Got to Get a Message to You. It was me, you, and Brendan, and we were all jamming out to it. Chet says afterwards, I didn't know you three could sing. That was beautiful. But I'm not going to sing. <laughs> like, Son of a bitch. We sounded great, too, at least as far as drunk Jonah, Brennan, and Nick sound. Uh, but, man, that was... You, you can't even knock him for, like... You, we kept pleading with him. Come on, you did... That. Son of a... So... Anyway, <laughs> you remember that at all? Yeah. You, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, that oh, still sticks in my head. I remember, you know, we Chet always drank the, the martinis or the Manhattans. Mm, or Manhattans. Mm -hmm. You have to make um, a delicious Manhattan if you want to be a bartender. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the one the one night after a show, or I said, hey, I'm, I'm going to the liquor store, Chet. Do you want me to pick you anything up? What are you having? I said, well, I'm probably just going to get it some beer. He's what kind? And I said, I'd probably like Miller Lite. And he goes, all right, I'll go in on that with you. So... <laughs> He pulled a five. He like slipped me a few bucks. <laughs> I'll go in. So on the and it's funny, it's funny. The party was at Pose Gaze in that 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 studio we used to live in. Mm -hmm. And Chet, of course, grabbed the only comfortable chair. The the it's Chet man. The, the captain's chair. <laughs> was, we so called the Cheddar. It was the back of the chair was to the to the kitchen. And I I walked in the kitchen to get another beer, and I go, Chet, do you need one? And he sticks his arm out. With the empty bottle and just shakes it at me like, like you know, summoning me to get him a beer. And I'd only seen him do that with a martini glass. And the fact that he did it with a Miller Lite bottle sitting in Steve Posgay's living room just killed me. I mean, it's just the little things that you appreciate about the man who's so – he is he, – he was what he was. And he wasn't apologetic for it. 
and there were the things that he loved and when you were dealing with Chet, you were in Chet's world, mm-hmm. and you were happy to be there because it was such a unique place to be. Jonah, how many shows did he direct you in? Was it just one, or was it? I was trying to go through in my head the ones that I did with him. I know I was in uh, one of the Shakespeare shows. My first audition was was for him, for what I did last summer, and I remember his like later he told me his reaction to me was like, "What is this kid doing here? Who 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 are you doing here?" <laughs> he, he, he tells how crazy I looked with doing? my long hair and how horribly um, nervous I was on stage. And he pulled me aside after the first time I did the reading. And he was like, relax, calm down, just have fun out there. It's something like you're trying too hard or something like that. And I didn't get cast, obviously. I was horrible. <laughs> but you were still bad. <laughs> he took the time to talk to me. That was the first time he'd met me. I was a you know, freshman, two weeks into school or whatever. And yeah, I, don't know. I, I know I did some outdoor shows with him. He was just always... I did uh, Wait Until Dark. I did do Wait Until Dark. Oh, him. you did that. I forgot about that show. And I was just a small Garza's role a in that show. if I'm not mistaken? Or is it Raymond? Who's uh, the murderer they, in that They show? all were. Garza, Raymond. And, and Posby, right? And Casey was blind. Casey yeah. was blind. <laughs> and she was married to Tim. Yeah. Right? Speaking of which, Casey... It was yeah. not, yes. Casey and Garza just posted a picture on Facebook of them drinking martinis. Good, yeah. I thought that was that was acceptable. I think it was her, too. So. Somebody posted something about Chet teaching them how to chew a martini. <laughs> yes, that it. is Chet. You have to, you have to chew he, they texted me that picture. She texted it to me about 10 minutes before. Garza uh, looks like Luke at the end of Force Awakens. Oh, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I texted back like a smiley face, and then I looked at the picture again, and I said, Boy, as Garza gets older, he looks more and more like Fidel Castro. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the picture. He looks like freaking Castro. Um, 100%. I just, I, it, it, that, but that's the impact the guy had. And I, I, My whole Facebook feed right now is all Chet, which says a lot. It's Chet and Cubs. Chet and Cubs. Yeah. <laughs> We got to come up with a good word that combines Chet and Cubs for this Chubs. episode. <laughs> well, Luke, <laughs> thank you for thank you for naming the episode. Yeah, good old Chubs. I, yeah, I cried. I cried twice in one week. Man, it's, uh... Uh, me and Sanders. Uh, maybe I shouldn't. I maybe I'll consider editing the story. But I always love this one. And Jake was the one that reminded me of it. We were sitting there, and we were talking about Lewis University, and we talked about Chet, and. I and Jonah, you, you, I think you were, for, were there for this. He saw a mom or at least a kid go by with a dad in a stroller, and it was a little black my baby. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> fa- this is said. this is the it's by far so the funny. best Chet quote. And you're an asshole, Luke, or you know your ass is grass is great. But he saw I think I remember this, this. young black baby, and he goes, "I love black babies." <laughs> They're adorable. <laughs> and, I do. With their little curls? I, I do. I do. And everyone just stares at him. And it, there was no malice behind it or anything no, like that. It was, genuine, it was just... Yeah, it was just... 100%. <laughs> she looks like a black baby. <laughs> no, it's about her curls. <laughs> So it's good that he had that 
adoration throughout his yeah. entire life. No, there was never any malice. It was never. Everything that came out of his mouth was, even if he was calling you an asshole, was out of love. You're mm-hmm. an asshole. I love um, you. That's, except when he talked about one person. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like, wait, well, I, we can pause it. <laughs> uh, we, you can edit out the name, but he would call me. Uh, and we would talk on the phone, and he would. the first thing he would say to me almost every time was, How's your girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> and I would go because we both had this. We both had this disdain for her, and he would say that. And I and and I would go, well, I don't know. You're the one that makes out with her all the time. And he was response would just. It was so like not good. His receipt go no. That never happened, <laughs> you know. But it was perfect chat. Like he gets away with it, you know. And I'd be giggling on the phone. He's like, "You're giggling like a girl," you know. I mean, it was. Let's tie this knot all together. Mora Gavankar. She posted pictures of her and Chet on Wednesday night at Wrigley Field, yeah. partying with everyone. And I don't know how old a Chet is. He's probably like eighty-five. Eighty-five. Holy crap! And he was partying. Yeah, downtown he was, he was at out partying, singing, watching all the revelers, having and, a great time. And, and according to uh, Mora, he was singing on the L. Yeah, so he with, was singing on the L on the way back. With drunk people. An 85-year-old man with that voice. Got home at, <laughs> got home at 3 o'clock go in the morning Cubs go. <laughs> I mean, the fact that, you know, to the very last minute, going out and having a good time, he that's what I want. Out, you know? He sought out big moments. He, he wasn't a Cub fan. Yeah, I didn't think I, he, he was at all. He, he just wants he to be part of the moment. He appreciated that many people going to one place to celebrate one moment. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's Chet. And yeah. that's that's what the man lived for. And he sought it out and he, you know. Well, uh, maybe we should all have a martini or something like that. I don't know how to, to finish this one up. I mean, we... Got- Seriously, no. I'm going think, uh, this wake. It's Thursday. Yeah, I'm yeah. Um, Jonah, um, Jonah's send, not going to go because he, you know. Well, he, you know, send, seriously, no, send everybody, tell everybody that, you know, whatever. That we miss them. We love them. Yeah. I, we're, we're going down to Florida in a couple of yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, so you're seeing your uh, sister. For the wedding. And I, yeah. Like I, I do? I really would love to be able to have that opportunity to sit around with everybody and. Maybe we could Skype. You know, what we're doing now, <laughs> but do it with everybody and tell all kinds of good stories. And, sure. Yeah. I, I texted Keith this morning and I said, you know. If you need anything at all, even if you want to just grab a beer and tell Chet stories, because uh, I feel for Keith, because as much as we love Chet, it's got to be like it's a, a whole new point. level yeah. with with mm-hmm. Keith. It's a whole yeah. new level. Um, so I'm sure that he's you know feeling it. Well, uh, let's end this with a little cheer. You guys got a drink, or we can at least pretend. Go Cubs, go! How about uh, go Cubs, go go Chet, go. Go, go. Let's keep dancing. <laughs> Couldn't say it any better my, myself. Little at it. Go get a disease, everybody. Later. Is that all there is? If that's all there is, my friends, then let's keep dancing. Let's break out the booze.